0: 18 minutes it is before 8pm It's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk And uh, certainly you would have heard that gentleman in the voice note Saying don't blame the workers About a uh, plant breakdowns uh, Because I guess The um, industrial action there or As is illegal and unprotected As it, as it might be um, has certainly been preceded by many other plant breakdowns that were unrelated to people no longer being at their workstations. So I think that's the sentiment that uh, that gentleman is sharing there. I'm joined on the line to talk about this by the National Spokesperson of Eskom, Sekonati Manchanja. Sikonati, Sikonati Masquam Good evening to you and welcome.
1: I greet you sir and good evening to the listeners.
0: Thank you very much for joining us. Let's maybe start off here. Um we saw a statement coming through this afternoon. You've managed to find one another alongside Noomsa and the Noom. Just maybe briefly explain to us uh, what implication that has. Uh because we do understand that you walked out of wage talks sometime last week.
1: I don't know. let us correct the last sentence or you Oh you didn't me. walk out, okay. And is a mechanism mm-hmm that was and remains available to any of the parties in a wage discussion. So the the emotive language of uh, others uh, having walked out or Mm -hmm. alleged to have walked out, it was really designed by the unions to whip up the emotions of their members to encourage the kind of action that we have seen uh, uh, indeed during this strike.
0: ESCOM was the party that declared the deadlock?
1: ESCOM declared the deadlock okay. once the work has rejected its uh, offer at the time of 4.7% average
0: Okay, so they didn't walk out, they triggered the event that has now taken you to the CCMA. Is that better? Is that, that better? That is correct indeed. Is that better? Okay. That is correct indeed. Okay. Now you've also said, and I think the minister also has indicated that um, a big part of what has escalated the load shedding we've seen has a lot to do with the unprotected industrial actions that are happening. I understand that Arno and Hendrina and others. You, you'll correct me there. Talk to me about what impact, I guess, that uh, picketing outside your operations has had on plant performance. Just for some of us who might not be familiar with how your plants
1: work. Uh, I remember at least, over this past week, at, uh, there were demonstrations, protests at at least ten power stations during the, during this period, and in some of those power stations, the, the the protests were not only limited to to just a democratic protest uh, where workers can express their dissatisfaction with anything, but escalated to intimidation of employees mm. who were actually working. And those who wanted to work, such that uh, there were there was an employee whose vehicle was attacked while parked at the uh, at a power station, and mm. the tires were slashed. There were other workers that were pulled out of the office and out of the plant, and and of course there were in other power stations there were they, there was obstruction uh, of, of, of of traffic into and outside of the power station which prevented workers that were trying to get to work uh, from doing so, and it also prevented some of the commodities that are required to mm. operate, uh, to produce electricity from getting to plant. So we had those, but also today we, we, we have updated the country and informed them that we also had some employees who were working, uh, uh, their homes were attacked and petrol bombed, and we had uh, we, we had some, sa- someone's farm, uh, bent uh, mm. with fire and and these were the intimidation tactics sure. that uh, hard working and dedicated loyal south africans had to put up with a uh, risk to their families mm. in order for them going uh, beyond the call of duty to keep to help us keep the lights on sure. to whatever limited extent we could so we have we have reported all of these incidents and and this this was what accompanied Uh, An uh, an already illegal uh, uh, strike Mm. by employees. Let us repeat this. The trade unions themselves did not come out and confirm that they were on strike, but uh, their members definitely were out on strike. No, they uh, said. Okay. The and okay, no one discouraged them.
0: Well, I think they've said they are out on a picket. They were very uh, circumspect yesterday when I said you are on strike, and they were like, "No, no, no, we're not on strike." But, but I think that's that that's fair. And I think what you're mentioning is very unfortunate. Some of the instances of arson, intimidation, and uh, that, uh, and many other crimes that you have observed there. But I want to come back to the question I was asking. I, I'm not sure, uh, and maybe if you can draw the link for me. Uh, What arson, I guess, on people's vehicles and people's homes, as deeply unfortunate, regrettable, and I think we can't condone that uh, as as, as we might have, what that might have to do with um, nearly 21,000 megawatts, uh, which is close, I guess, on half of the installed capacity, around 45,000 to 48,000 megawatts that are now not available. I'm I'm trying to maybe establish the connection. So, workers are on strike, but we have 21,000 megawatts unavailable on the grid and unavailable to the South African households and firms. Where's the connection? Uh,
1: Here's the connection. The first point is... So, so, oh, I hear
0: you. So you're saying... Um, you did not have enough people at workstations to go back and restore and troubleshoot plants that were already underperforming. So it's not necessarily that the industrial action itself has triggered or escalated the underperformance, but it's just that you didn't have people there to mitigate uh, that underperformance of your plant.
1: At mm. this point in time, we could not call on anybody sure, to do it sure. because the workers have stayed away. Then some were being we intimidated. Yeah, and and of course those that wanted to work yes. got intimidated, and and they, so there was a shortage of staff to go work uh, mm. on the front in order to help us restore as many units as possible. Sure, to say this,
0: no, no, I, I and I think you you must bear with me. I I, I belabor this issue because I think there is an impression that's being created uh, that uh, the industrial action is what. Um, you know, is leading to the plant breakdown that has a lot of people in the dark. And I think you make a very important point that um, to m- the workforce and the personnel to mitigate and restore m- many of the plants that were misfiring or underfiring wasn't there, which I guess would have been the response once they start to underperform and you want to bring them back online, but you can't bring some of those back online because the workers aren't there. No, no, I think the point is well made. Can we take a brief break? And uh, when we come back, I want us maybe to just discuss uh, firstly, one, how much diesel you're burning, but also, uh, I guess, uh, the proportion of um, uh, wind and solar uh, resources, open cycle gas turbines that you're having to rely on as uh, your traditional plant, um, I guess, has some battles in returning to service after some of the breakdowns that we've seen. Seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, tonight we speak to the spokesperson of uh, Utility Eskom, Sikonati Manjancha, And uh, Sikonati, just before we went to the break, I guess so I'm, I'm quite interested in some of the means you've had to employ to at least make sure that there isn't a total uh, collapse of the system. You've also indicated before we get to that that you've got over 3,000 megawatts uh, of your plant or install capacity out on planned ma- maintenance. When do you expect some of those plants back online
1: during the night uh, so you had to reduce the amount of coal that could be uh, 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 that was susceptible to uh to to attack and and, and uh, to sabotage that that has sure. to mean that uh, you, you you did not do deliveries or as I many deliveries at night when it is uh, dark when people could then do the attacks yeah So you have that on its own, of course, would result in shortages of coal if you're not able to get all the coal. But that would be a situation much better than Mm. having your trucks destroyed on the road and therefore prolonging. The availability of coal. Yeah, in the last uh, we, few weeks. We,
0: sorry, Scott, just on this one because I don't want us to leave this. We, we got somebody who called us a few weeks ago, uh, probably last week, sometime, saying he's out at Henrina and at Arno, and there were some obstructions to getting coal supplies into those particular plants. Can you corroborate that? Is that did that indeed happen? Yes,
1: absolutely, that's correct. There, there, there were many obstructions, uh, including some 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 sacks being dumped on the road, the coal being dumped in the middle of the road Mm. in order to make sure that nobody can drive past that area. Uh, I I have already spoken about obstruction of commodities mm. into the power stations. So we had to employ those measures. Of course, we had to call on the law enforcement agencies Mm. and members of the South African police really did respond and helped reduce and minimize the amount of disruptions uh, and the intimidation. At, at the site. Uh, it, it, it helped keep it to a minimum, notwithstanding what I said earlier about the incident. Mm. The, the response from the police was really welcome and it, it made quite a lot of difference.
0: How much diesel of are you course, burning? We, How
1: much diesel are you burning? Uh, we, we we burnt... Uh, at, uh, Jan Oberholzer gave the statistics this morning. Uh, he, he spoke about 2 million litres that we have burnt... A day uh, during uh, during the during the past week. And how does
0: that compare uh, to how normally, if your operations were working normally, what you'd be burning by way of diesel?
1: Normally, you have you get to burn diesel only during the evening peak, and that is that hour uh, mm-hmm. between six and seven. You you at most you will use yeah twenty open cycle gas turbines. Which which burned uh, on average twenty million rands worth of diesel uh, for for that one hour, but we have had to do a whole lot more than that due to the unavailability of, capa- of capacity, and and he he also spoke about eighty five million liters of diesel that we have burnt so far this year.
0: Mm, mm. You remember the last time I spoke to you, I mean, we were talking about this issue of uh, open cycle gas turbines, the diesel story, uh, and I think prices were much lower of diesel and uh, fuels and oils and so on globally than where we are now. What what implication is this going to have insofar as the numbers that ESCOM will report at the end of its financial year uh, on the cost implication um, in your own model of heavy reliance on diesel-fired generation of electricity?
1: The, the cost like you and I uh, pay uh, pay for our V. Even with the volumes you uh, buy? The, 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 the volumes give you a, a small discount. Because of the volumes, you get a small discount, okay. but this will definitely increase the, the amount of cash that has had to be spent and therefore the financial loss when, when the reporting period does occur. Okay.
0: Maybe then just the last one on, on, on our end. Um I think there's quite a bit being said about potentially stage eight, just for the purposes of some of our listeners, um and even if the likelihood is very minimal. But what is stage eight? What what does it involve um for many of pulapule that are listening to us tonight insofar as the disruption it might wreak on their lives?
1: and we have no That's not far though
0: about six thousand to eight thousand? And would you say it's limited like likelihood? <laughs> So if you had two plants fail, I mean, we're at stage eight.
1: I am saying to you, at this point, we are on stage six, and that means we are short of at least 6,000 megawatts. Yes, of course, we, if you had significant failures of plant, that would increase, and then you would have to uh, to increase your stage of load shedding. Uh, because we, we are now able to have our employees getting back uh, to do their jobs, and deliver the services that it lost. I expect that significantly reduces uh, the possibility of stage eight load shedding.
0: So, so how many? Just on average, how many megawatts would there be in one um, plant?
1: Eskom has got different power stations of different sizes. On uh, the, the biggest single power station is uh, three other power stations that should have been closed down long ago, mm. but you can't because you don't have capacity. So uh, the, the average S-Com power station is uh, 2,800 megawatts in mm.
0: size. So if we lose one, let's say maybe you lose 600 megawatts as you did earlier on at Kawarapasa. You lose a bit more uh, maybe at um, Dubai, I don't know. Um, that 8,000 megawatts place that takes us to stage 8 doesn't seem too far off.
1: 900 Mm. megawatts that's the biggest so if you lost that plus plus two 22 units which each of them is 720 megawatts then you have a serious problem Uh, you have that load uh, you you have that stage uh, you've lost 2000 megawatts and then you have load shedding uh, at
0: stage eight and when's the the stage eight Uh, at stage eight we thank you very much for your time thank you sir